Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Claire, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, Eden, and Katie talking about our one cool suffrage thing. Eden already talked about Frances Harper, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. Now, if we were not in the middle of a pandemic and you could travel to any woman's suffrage historical site, where would you go? Such a tough, I, I mean, my first instinct is I'd go anywhere. I mean, you know, does anybody else get in that desperation? Like, what do you got? Yep. Can I go? Is it safe? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I have gone to a couple of sites, but one that I have not gone to and want to know more about is actually the Alice Paul Museum. Um, I want to go. I want to know more. I hear they have a little library, perhaps, too. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> so I want to see what they have in the collection because, you know, I like big books and I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I was going to say, too, Leah. Oh, there, let's Alice go together. Museum, let's all right? go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alice Paul is actually, uh, spoiler, who I'm going to be talking about in my one cool thing. All of them stay tuned, ladies and germs. <laughs> and I feel like I've barely skimmed the surface of everything I want to know about her. So that would be yes. fascinating. Ooh, sweet. Look at that. All right. So we're all going to see Alice Paul. Where else are we going? <laughs> well, I would kind of like, since I was talking about um, my lady, uh, Frances Har uh, Watkins Harper, uh, teaching at the Union Seminary in Wilberforce, Ohio. I've got uh, my in-laws live in Ohio. Um, the Union Seminary uh, is now called the Payne Theological Seminary. Oh. And so it, uh, it still exists. I mean, it, it has a, it's basically now part of Wilberforce University, I believe. Okay, part of the property but grounds. Some um, basically, um, but uh, you know, there is a, an, an Ohio historical marker for the Payne Theological Seminary uh, there in Wilberforce. But that's what if it, that's what Union Seminary eventually became. Oh, nice. So yeah, I dig it. Bonnie, Bonnie, darling, where are we going? I, I've been politely because I have like five million of them. No. All right, top five. Uh, <laughs> now, I really, I've been wanting to go for a long time to the Women's Museum of California. Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Follow their social media because they're always sharing all kinds of nice stuff. Same, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were suffrage exhibitions everywhere. Everywhere, like every museum was going to have one. And I was like, like there was a few in like DC, like I was making my mm. list. Um, I really want to go to uh, Tennessee to see the there's a, the statue next to the the Parthenon, and oh, yeah. I believe they're building another one nearby. It's got I think it's gonna have a, like a statue in the center and then some kind of like wall with a bunch of names of like thousands of other women. Or oh, something nice. Like that. 
Um, I've been to the Parthenon, so I can go to another trip yeah, to the Parthenon and see there. see oh, what else is around. Nice. I know, yeah, right? It's a day trip. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> Claire, you get to yeah. come with us. You have to teleport to us. And then oh, you right. yes. <laughs> Do I hop in my TARDIS to yes. transport mm-hmm. over? Okay. Yes, you do. That or the Millennium Falcon. Either one will work. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tennessee. And then um, I'd want to go to the, the courthouse in Tennessee if it's still standing. Oh, because they were the very last ones. Yes. Yeah. Last um, ones to ratify. Yeah, the Alice Paul the Museum past. and the uh, Algonquin Workhouse. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. that was the other one I was trying to think of. I mean, that that would be a sad trip, yeah. <laughs> but well, an important the, trip. Um, the building or the building next to it? Like I've heard different things, but somewhere around there, there's it's the like the Workhouse Art Center now. Yes. So they have go. like a gallery and art studios. So Positivity nice. in a prison in a previous. Mm-hmm women's prison <laughs> sweet yeah, all the things I, i've already been to um seneca falls and susan yes. anthony house um i didn't go to her grave went to her um, grave frederick Douglass is buried in the same cemetery so mm-hmm. i paid my tributes there too yep and then we went and saw harriet tubman's grave she was like 20 oh. minutes away so yeah oh wow <laughs> it was a very cool trip i highly recommend it I <laughs> Yeah, there were a few, like, when I got there, the other tourists were talking about, like, the other places they had been, like, in New York for all these other suffrage ladies, mm, and I was like, wow, I didn't know about those, I didn't plan for that, <laughs> so now I feel like I have to go back and visit them, like, there was some uh, up north, like, there was, like, an hour north of Rochester or something, there was another lady's house. Oh, nice. I can't remember who mm. it was. See, I like it. Was it Cat? I don't think it was Cat. I think Cat, I think she started out in Kansas. The Cat, Mary Cat, Cat Lady. I just know your name has Cat in it twice. Carrie Chapman Cat. Carrie Chapman Cat. Yep. Carrie Catman Cat. (laughs) 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 Got it. I will remember it quite well. Claire, what about you? Where would you go, Jonathan? Where are we going? (laughs) I also thought about Tennessee because that's going to be the location for the last her flag stripe is going yes. to be sewn on and I saw of course when it came to South Dakota and they put mine on but I want to see the big giant epic flag that would be awesome yes. or I would want to go to Arlington and visit and try and find Zikala Shaw's grave Ooh. and she's was born in South Dakota. She's Yankton, Dakota. So that's really close to where I live right now. And she was an advocate for Native American rights. And one of the things that's unfortunate about South Dakota is our state was one of the last places that enacted voting rights. rights. Yeah, Yeah, I know, right? they They had their last um, anti-Native American voting statutes were until 1951 here. Wow. Um, but yeah. Zikali Shah was really influential and so it would be... She was fighting the good fight. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And if, cool. if I'm talking about people that lived in South Dakota that were also for women's right to vote, that would be my awkward transition into my cool thing. I Actually, that wasn't awkward at all. That was brilliant, girl. Oh, that was, <laughs> and then I ruined it by... Breaking the fourth wall. You're good. Have you? <laughs> well, we do. We can't have the show be flawless. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that sets impossible standards if we do it just perfect every time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We want to show the people we are enough. 
So my one cool thing is the Statue of Liberty dedication protests. And this happened in 1886, but I want to back up and just have a little context. So we know the Statue of Liberty is this colossal copper statue. It's neoclassical, which means it's based off of Greco-Roman influences. And it has this homage to Roman virtues, but Mm -hmm. you know, the Romans didn't quite think women were people. (laughs) That's a different podcast, right? The most virtuous I've ever seen. (laughs) Yes, I'm with you. (laughs) And... The Statue of Liberty was designed by a French sculptor, Frederick Auguste Bartholdi, and it was a gift from France to the United States. And it's this personification of liberty. And it reminds me when I went to Washington, D.C. a few years ago, I was looking at all the art in the museums and the government buildings. And the thing that struck me was no actual women were represented. Mm. So they didn't have historic people. If I found women, it was those personifications, you know, the nude, skinny, young white women that are metaphors for things for a male audience. And they would be personifications for liberty, democracy, victory in the United States. Mm -hmm. And one of the earliest personifications for the United States was Columbia. He was named after, you know, a well-known oh. genocider, Christopher Columbus. Syphilis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Her>, yeah. <laughs> iconography was developed by European men artists, and she was shown as nude and white and had feather headdresses, sometimes right. riding an alligator. And she was like supposed, you do. Yeah, That's my yeah. Tuesdays. <laughs> Florida, she was supposed to represent, I'm quoting air quotes, uh, a Native American princess, and right. was often with a pile of heads to signify she was a cannibal. Sweet. Uh, anyway, so white men in the United States didn't like this representation because they wanted their icon to be whiter. Oh, yay! And so this morphed into the personification of liberty. So we have the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And the dedication for this was on October 28th, 1886. But no women were permitted on the island. You can pick your girls up. <laughs> just, just the giant copper one. Just yeah, the just, giant copper one. Just a giant fictional one. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, and I should have so really weird. thought about it, but that's not that's not cricket. (laughs) Yeah, they wouldn't sell tickets to women, and the New York State Women's Suffrage Association formally requested to be included, and they, of course, were denied. Oh, shocker. Oh, no. Did they ask nicely? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it matters. They did, but their retort was not so nice. So, the presidents of the associate, the president of the association, Lily Devereux Blake, and the vice president Matilda Jocelyn Gage, they issued a statement that said the Statue of Liberty is a gigantic lie, a travesty, and a mockery. Oh, so wow. they organized this protest and Sweet. they rented a boat. It was a two-story cattle barge, and. It was not a great day for this unveiling. It was raining, the weather was bad, the captain didn't clean the boat as he was promised. Do you remember it was a cattle barge? Oh, God. Mm. 
Oh no. Stench. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Over 200 women and 25 men boarded the ship and they had banners and a megaphone and they're chanting their banners. Yes, banners. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're chanting and after the event was over, they declared the event a farce and inspired a lot more work in the suffrage movement. Ah. And from there, I'd like to focus in on Matilda Jocelyn Gage. And later in her life, she wrote, this government of the people, by the people, and for the people seems to be very much limited to the interpretation of the word people. <laughs> the poor, the women, both married and single, the children, the Indians, and other unfortunate inhabitants are not people. Mm -hmm. The phrase should be changed to read, a government of rich men, by rich men for rich men. <laughs> Call it what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just label it and be upfront with it. <laughs> and so I started looking into Gage when I was doing research for the Her Flag collaboration. And I found information about some really cool South Dakota suffragists, including Mary Shields Pyle, and she was part of the South Dakota Universal Franchise League and fought for suffrage. She was a teacher, and also Jane E. Waldron, and she was born in Vermilion, which is the town I live in, uh -huh. and she was a teacher, the secretary for the South Dakota Equal Suffrage Association, and the fun fact about her is she's the first Native American to sue the government and win. Yes! Nice. Good job, girl. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> and when I was doing my research, I contacted the South Dakota State Historical Society, and they suggested that I should read Born Criminal. I have my visual Ooh, aid. I love it, and it's a book! Yes, Born Criminal. Got it. Yes. Oh, love it. So, Born Criminal, and it's by Angelica Shirley Carpenter, and it's about... Matilda Jocelyn Gage, who I had not heard out about before I started yeah. doing this research. And Gage was from New York, but she moved back and forth between New York and South Dakota. And what stood out to me, she fought for equal rights for all, regardless of gender, race, or religion. Like her home was on the Underground Railroad when she was growing up. Uh -huh. And unfortunately, she seems to have been overlooked by the movement and from my reading it seems to be um two well three actually i can't count one two three yes it's very three hard things <laughs> that made it so she got overlooked and the first thing was she ran out of money oh, and yeah. susan b anthony bought her out on a lot of her publications that she co-authored susan b <laughs> Bad behavior. <laughs> hey, that's what that B stands for. <laughs> and another factor was that Stanton and Anthony outlived her. Oh, yeah, and there's that. So when they were writing their biographies, they were able to write it about them as the star in their narratives. And then yeah. the last thing was she was very critical of Christianity and was oh. way too radical for her time. She had I would one, really like her. <laughs> yeah, she had a, a big bone to pick with St. Augustine and the whole <laughs> women don't have souls and aren't people and just has this whole tirade against all of that. But 
Yes. The other suffragists were like, no, we're just talking about boats. None of this other <laughs> stuff. But Gage had like these radical notions, like maybe the age of consent should be higher than 10 years old. I believe at hurt the time it was seven in Delaware. <laughs> that hurt my soul. Oh yeah, that it's hurt my soul too. <laughs> Delaware, Delaware. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah. No, these were radical ideas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. other than the Statue of Liberty protests, I mean, she organized other protests. She mm -hmm. did conventions. She did newspapers, published books, and she was. Uh, one of the founders of the National Women's Suffrage Association, which was founded in 1869, and she was president of it sometime, all these different organizations, and mm -hmm. opposition always made her stronger. Like, I think near when she was older and writing these big criticisms against Christianity, she was hoping, like, the Pope would put her on banned list it was yes <laughs> right because then you get free press <laughs> yes she enjoyed the free press and one of the things that happened was she registered to vote in new york in 1893 but was arrested yes. and the title of born criminal comes from a quote where she stated all the crimes which i would not guilty have rushed through my mind but i failed to remember that i was born a criminal a woman ah uh... I see. I like it. And shortly after that, that same year, she was adopted by the Mohawk Nation. And so she was able to vote in the Six Nations tribal government, but she wasn't able to vote in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is thick with irony. And yes. <laughs> Crazy. Goodness gracious, she sounds fascinating. <laughs> well, she was a criminal. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> the subtitle of the book is Radical Suffragist. So. I like it. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Just so radical. Just not like, a suffragist, radical suffragist. I know, right? right. <laughs> exactly. I bring you one louder. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> one cool thing. I don't think I've ever heard about the Statue of Liberty protest. I didn't learn about it until I was reading the book. And so I'm like, what? Hey. what? This is so awesome. <laughs> exactly. Because it just, it, that's like a, that's a headline right there. You know, women not allowed at the Statue yeah. of Liberty. You know what I mean? It's just like, wait, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to get your attention on this particular yeah. protest. <laughs> I think there were maybe two women that were technically allowed because one was the wife of a dignitary and one was the daughter, but. Sure. Wow. Sure. <laughs> they wouldn't sell tickets to women for this. I, I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I love that there was ladies with banners. Oh, who yes. Decided to do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my God. Just goodness. the image in my head. I'm, I'm picturing like a double decker bus of ladies in a boat. And then you reminded me that it was a cattle boat. And it mm -hmm. quickly went like stinky poo lines mm -hmm. in my brain. Right. Let me just uh, push this shit over to the side here so I can get my banner out. <laughs> but you know what? I'd still get on that boat <laughs> and protest my ass off. We will have to get that book for the library. I'll tell you that, though. I love it. And I love that we got some Native American representation up in here, too. So 
Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool suffrage thing as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gal's Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.